0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the All Over Overland podcast. My name is Michael. This is episode number 10. And today I posted a question a few or about a week ago on the Facebook page about an odd or uncommon Overland vehicle that you would like to see built. <laughs> Okay, well I got a ton of responses on a question that I put out there on my Facebook group and a few others about an uncommon or non-common, however you want to say it, vehicle that you would like to see built for overlanding. Now, there's a lot that I kind of kind of would like to see and 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 I asked this question because I have an uncommon vehicle in the Jeep Liberty and there's some things that I really like about it but one of the things that that I'm going to need here pretty soon is just more space more room in the vehicle and it's a small it's a small SUV um it uh it, it doesn't have a third row um you know there's limitations you know when we start talking about uncommon vehicles one of the things that we have to bring up is that there's usually not a lot of aftermarket support for uncommon vehicles that are out there, and whenever I say uncommon, let, let's let's really dive into that for a second. So it's it's vehicles that you don't see often on the trail. Now it could be that they're a common vehicle in another country, and I'm not talking about hey, you know what's an imported vehicle because I mean the Troopy is something I'd love to have, but I, I'm not going to spend the money on a 25 year old vehicle like that um, just to get one over here. Um, I would love to, but I'm just not going to. So one of the things that uh, that I wanted to do in this is that it's gotta be a vehicle that that would be somewhat available to us. Um, a little search is always fine, um, but but not one that, that you had that necessarily have imported. And I don't even ma- know if I made that a stipulation in my question. I just wanted to get some responses. And I'm going to go over some of the responses with you before I kind of tell you kind of what my thoughts are and, and, and why I kind of asked this question. But um, there's, a, and I'm going to butcher names like right off the bat. Um, it looks like Alan, but it's spelled differently A L A I N, major. Um, said the Toyota Sequoia. And I got to say that I agree with that. The only thing that worries me is that it's such a big vehicle and a lot of the trails that I go on, um, in the Arkansas area and the, in, you know, I'd say Oklahoma cause I'm from Oklahoma, but Arkansas is so close. So I, I find myself there a lot. The trails are pretty tight and, and I just don't know, I would like to talk to somebody that has a vehicle like that, that has been through some tight trails and, and kind of what they think, um, you know, uh, Patrick Mann says Ford Expedition, you know, there's already been a a bunch of cool builds. Um, He even thinks that the Sequoia is probably a better platform. Probably, and and I'm putting words in his mouth, but probably because it comes from the Toyota brand. Um, And then, um, let's see, you know, Michael Fong says, you know, the Commander is, is a tall grand cherokee the commander was the vehicle that i have a picture of on the facebook page when i posed this question and it's sitting on i believe a four inch lift and 35 inch tires and looks unbelievable so if you haven't gone to my facebook page all over overland go check it out and then find this post and and add to it and kind of you know maybe make some comments there um about it so um a lot of people were really talking about the commander um Rue Horn, a friend of mine from high school, international traveler, heck yeah. Um, those things are super cool and would be a lot of fun. You know, there's another picture of a of a, a Jeep Commander. Um, Subarus always spark interest. Doug Willett says, you know, Subarus, you know, have always sparked in- new interest in the, in the new Volkswagen. Um, and, uh, and he's right. You know, anything could be built, you know, um, into it. Um, Jared... Uh, Kitchy, C I C H Y, um, says square bodies. You know the Chevy Suburban, um, GMC, whichever one. You know is kind of kind of one of those things that uh, that would be a good. You know it's right up there with the ex- Expedition. Um, they're they're just they're big, you know. So you could do a lot with them, but then that you know limits your, your your tight trails and stuff like that. David Vandy, a good friend of mine. You know he talks. He he mentioned the Durango. You know, it's uh it's a truck frame, there's tons of room inside, and it's available in a 5.9 liter V8. Um, and you can do a come and swap pretty easy, he says. Um, you know, another guy's right there with the commander, the Montero um am I say am I even saying that wrong? Um are another one that I really like. You know, from what I understand, there were there's a few trim packages that come with lockers. Um, I think they're easy to put 33-inch tires on. You don't need a whole lot um, of room um, or lift to get the 33s on. And, uh, and they're kind of cool looking. I really, I really do like them. And they have several generations like most vehicles do, except for the Commander. That they just have the one um someone's funny ian flynn says uh he'd like to see more liberty um kks which is the kind of kk that or the kind of liberty that i have they have the round headlight one mine's more the square headlight one um so let's see what else do we have another mitsubishi montero um austin phrase phrase freeze Um sorry if i'm saying these names wrong um here's another one that i really like ross olsen um, suggested the Azuzu Trooper. Man, I really do like the Azuzu Trooper, you know. And if you if you kind of if you follow me at all, you 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 probably see that I have a, a soft spot for a square looking vehicle. Um, I really really like the Troopies, the seventy nine series um, Troopies, and they're pretty boxy and square. And I think that the reason I think that I like them so much is why I, I I lead towards the commander and the troopie and then a couple of the the Monteros as well because you know they early were, were looked a lot like a a, a trooper or a, a Zuzu trooper, I felt. Um, you know I I just like that look, um, and there's a lot of space in them, so yeah and and the the the. Isuzu has, like if you got the diesel motor, oh man, their diesel motors are pretty good. Um, I believe that you can get locker, you know, the factory lockers in those as well. Doesn't take much to fit some decent tires on them and uh, and they have kind of that overseas look to them Um, and they're just kind of cool. I just really like, I guess I like tall vehicles um, where their bodies are tall um (laughs) mike fong also says how about the mini countryman the jeep compass um, the volvo 303 the element the kia telluride the santa fe so i I mean yeah you can go with a lot of those vehicles but one of the things for me whenever i start talking about an overlanding vehicle i want a low range transfer case um and i don't know that any of those because i don't know a whole lot about them um, if they're even four wheel drive, like the element, I don't think they're four wheel drive. Maybe they made an all wheel drive one. I don't think so. Um, but I don't know if any of the, any of those type of vehicles have a low range four wheel drive or if they're just an all wheel drive kind of vehicle or even that. Um, and let's see. And Dane Peacock says, uh, he's working on a four by four trailblazer for a friend. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's a vehicle you don't see out there very often, and, uh, and I think that that would be a really good platform um, to build. Um, I like things that kind of stick out. That's why I like the uncommon vehicles, you know. Um, tried and true, you go with Toyota or Jeep. Um, there's tons of aftermarket support for them. You see them everywhere, to, so to separate yourself in the crowd is going to be harder um, to do with those vehicles. But like with, with my Liberty, I mean, it sticks out like sore thumb and everybody's like, what the heck? You know? So that's kind of what I like about it. Now here's a vehicle you want to talk about sticking out like a sore thumb. How about an Eagle, an AMC Eagle? They're four wheel drive. They're more like a, they're a car. Um, you know, uh, Theodore Armstrong says the original crossover um, yeah yeah that's kind of that's kind of cool um, and then Richard Matthews says it's let's see he says actually that it's been it's nearly been it's, near, it's nearly there but my 1.3 Nissan um, Micra and it's already circumnavigated the globe now, obviously not a four-wheel drive looking vehicle. It's just a little bitty car. Um, but, you know, you even see um, there's a Mercedes that, that I don't know the name of the owner. I don't know if it has a name or if there's a following for it. But you've probably seen the video or the picture of it somewhere. But it's an old diesel Mercedes sedan that has, you know, knobby tires on it and like 5,000 gas tanks um, all over it. Um and it's it's gone all over the world as well. Um let's see. Brad Melvin says that he started looking at his Honda's wife his wife's um his his Honda. His wife's Honda pilot. And uh and yeah, I mean Yeah, I think that'd be another good another good unusual platform. Um Buddy of mine, um Sean um, Von O I know I'm saying it wrong, buddy. Sorry. Um, says the trooper as well. The Isuzu trooper. Another vote. Another couple of votes for the commander. A Suzuki samurai. Now, that would be cool, but where would you put everything? They're so small. Um, I know the Suzuki jimmy's out, and there's a couple. Um, I don't know where they're from, but there's a couple that's doing some videos. They have a rooftop tent on it. And it looks a little silly, but um, but I, it would work. I mean, as long as you could take everything with you. And Mason Berry, you know, I have to give you a shout out, or you'll cry. But he uh, he was talking about um, converting his razor to an overland worthy vehicle. And he lives he lives in Arkansas, so it makes sense that he'd want to do something dumb like that. Um, and I'm just kidding, Mason, love you, but he can be on the trail within a mile from his house or in the national forest, like something like within a mile from his house. So for him, you know, that kind of makes sense. Cause he can just kind of get there and, and run around and in the national forest, you can actually drive those on the road in between trails. So kind of makes sense. He says he's going to do a roto packs, action tracks, um, spare tire, high lift, all that stuff coming soon. I can't wait to see him build that because I know that uh, if he really commits to doing that, that could be something really, really cool. And it's something I've thought about before, but um, I'm not going to buy one just to do that. Um, And then Mercedes. Oh, yeah. The Mercedes G-Wagon. Heck, yeah. Yeah. Yes, another one for the Durango Commander. You know, oh, here's one. The Porsche Cheyenne. Or Cayenne. Is it Cayenne? Um, so they're SUV. So I didn't realize this, but it actually has um those those like have lockers and really good ground clearance. And they're pretty they're really kind of pretty badass. And I think that an older one comes in at a pretty decent price. Um, and Philip, oh, good friend of mine. Philip, he's just a troublemaker. He's a pot stirrer. stirrer and, uh, you know, he can kind of be that way. But he's a Jeep guy. So he's like, well, why? You know, it's cute and all, but why do that? Um, because we don't want to be the normal Jeep guy. Although I do love the Ursa Minor tops um that uh that they make that ursa minor makes for the jeep Wrangler four door um I do really really like those a lot um Justin Monjeras says late eighties to nineties Chevrolet S10 Blazer GMC F fifteen F fifteen Jimmy basic same vehicles um so yeah Dodge M37 Power Wagons. Yeah, like all that would be way cool. And an 85 Ford Ranger. Um, and then Heath Woods, buddy of mine, he was like, dude, do whatever you want. Just bring it and we'll build it. Um, he does some fab work and uh, does some really good fab work, in fact, um, here in Oklahoma. So, yeah, Heath, whatever I get, you're, uh, you're probably going to have to help me with because I'm going to need a lot of help. So... Okay, so I've gone through my Facebook post about that with some of the people that commented. And thank you so much for, for participating in that post that I made on my page. I kind of want to do that um, do that every now and again for my podcast to get some feedback from you guys. And then to be able to do the podcast you know, a week or so later and go back and look at the Facebook post and read some of the comments, give you guys some shout-outs, and uh, and also just create this community and conversation of uh, overland vehicle builds and camp places, campsites, and just all of the different things that we're into. Um, but let me back up from the beginning. So I asked this question because now I had posted the Liberty for sale, but and I've had a couple people interested in it. Nothing really bit. And I got really nervous with one person because they were really acting like they were going to buy it. And I got nervous and freaked out with the idea of selling it. So I had seller's remorse before the guy even like offered to really buy it. And that told me I probably should take it off the market and keep it. And here's, here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to get another vehicle because I like having... A second vehicle in case this one breaks out on the trail, I still have something to drive around. Um, and we put these things through, even in overlanding, The just the abuse of the roads that we're on. Um, the vibrations, just different things like that. We're constantly, I don't know about you guys, but we're constantly fiddling with it. Or, you know, even if we're deciding to change the lift, you know, it's out of commission for the weekend. Um, different things like that. So... I have a second vehicle now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a family vehicle that's been in our family forever, it seems like, um, well, since like 98, 99. And it's, uh, it, it's serving its purpose, but I think what I'm gonna do is I think I'm gonna buy another vehicle and keep it stock for a while and make a really thought out plan for the build. I have a few things on my want list. I want it to be longer than the vehicle I have now, so that's why I asked about the Commander, what you guys thought, you know, the Commander, um, the Mitsubishi Montero, the um, Isuzu Trooper. Vehicles like that. So I want it to be a four-door SUV. I don't want a 4Runner, or I I would do a Land Cruiser. I don't want to do an 80. Um, I would do, I would do a hundred series maybe, but that's still, you know, becoming a little more commonplace. Um, the Lexus, I like the Lexus a lot. Um, so there's, there's a thought there, but here's, okay. So I want to get crazy with it. Whatever vehicle I do, I want to get crazy with it. And whenever I say crazy, I think I want to cut the top off. I know right? Everybody, collective sigh, hold your breath. What I want is I want an alley cab type top or Ursa Minor, one of the two, but I want it to be the entire top, you know, a lot like what, um, oh, what's his face? Um, Albert, Albert on Andrew St. Pierre White. Gosh, if I can get the name right. Sorry, Andrew. Um, Andrew St. Pierre White does with his troopy builds, I really like that. I want to be able to sleep in my vehicle, but I also wanna be able to hang out in in the vehicle as well. So that's why I like those tops that can pop up because you can stand up inside the vehicle and then you can pull your bed down um, when you're not standing and sleep inside. That's the direction I want to go with my next vehicle build. I've even seriously thought about doing that to the Liberty. That would that would solve a lot of my issues um, that I have with the Liberty as far as the space. Um, because if like right now I've got a sleep platform in the back in the in the back end, you know, um, and if I had a top that would pop up, then I could sleep up there, and I wouldn't. I, I could, the space that I'm using currently for um, for my bed platform, I could configure totally different. So those are kind of the thoughts that I'm going through. And with the Jeep commander, I would do the third row delete for sure. And there's a part of me that probably would lean towards taking out the, the rear seats as well, or the middle seats, whatever you want to call them. And so a lot like what I've done with the Jeep Liberty will only take it all out. So you'd only have the two seats up front and it would be an expedition rig. It would be set up for that. Now, what I do like about the commander is that they share the same front suspension as the Grand Cherokee. Um, So right there, I've got more parts available than I have with the Liberty. And... You see, if you go to that page, that vehicle is on a four-inch lift with thirty-five-inch tires. I don't like the bumper, so I would I would do something different. Um, but yeah, something like that is what I would look at. And then if you had if you had a pop top on that, you know, it would raise that top up four inches. I'm guessing four to five inches with the with the way the the uh alley or the ursa minor tops are um it would all have to be custom built but i think that would be unbelievable 5.7 liter v8 motor i mean you don't have a solid front axle but that doesn't bother me i know what my liberty can do so i know what i could get that commander to do yeah so I kind of get a little excited about that. Now, I could change my mind in a week or two or a month. So I'm not planning on buying anything until um, this summer, and I don't even know what time this summer. It could, be, it, it could still be a year from now um, that I actually buy something to start the thought process of the build. Um, but I was thinking of this question for myself, and I wanted to propose that to everybody else out there in the interwebs and ask this question of of you guys and see kind of what your thoughts were. And I liked a lot of the responses. Um, I thought a lot of the responses were right on. I asked to keep it serious and I I think that everybody except for maybe two people um, kept it kind of serious. And um, the point, the whole point of my post, not only for my own research, was think outside of the box, I mean, there's so many vehicles out there that you could do in this overland a geo tracker you know a little four-wheel drive geo tracker uh there's one that i just saw the other day um down lot in oklahoma that uh that's got a lift and 31s and looks like it could go everywhere and anywhere little again that's smaller than the liberty so that's not a direction that i would want to go um, I've seen on another post that I, cause I shared this in a couple different groups. So forgive me for not going to natural state or the, um, off-road camping vehicle page, you know, like all those that I posted on, um, it's hard to kind of navigate that. Um, but you know, I saw somebody say a Volkswagen bug and I agree there's, there's that tan one that we see out there, see pictures of pop up, pop up every once in a while. And, uh, and it's pretty awesome, um, I think those are cool. Um, but yeah, I just want something a little bigger. Um, part of it is, is if this podcast continues to grow, if we can get some momentum and some traction on it, I want a vehicle that I can take out and do my podcast from. So that's another reason why I want a little bit more space and a little more room. And uh, and I hope to be able at some point take this podcast on the road and go visit you guys at campsites, go visit you guys on trips that you take, and interview you guys out in the field, um, out in the environment that we like to be in. So that's another reason why I'm looking at doing another vehicle, um, doing another build, and frankly, the Liberty is my first attempt at an Overland vehicle build. And I would not be lying if I didn't tell you there's probably a million things I would have done differently, you know, and, and I know that if you've built more than one vehicle, you would share those same thoughts because you have it in your mind, you want to do this, you do it. And you think, you know, after having it for a year or two or however long it took you to figure out, um, you kind of go, maybe that's not the total direction that I should have gone with that vehicle, with that setup. And all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. So please go check out the Facebook page All Over Overland and go comment on this post that I have. Um, My name is Michael Hayden. So just scroll down, you'll see a, a, a gray Jeep Commander and it says, Here's a question for my up and coming All Over Overland podcast. And uh, about, you know, what non-common vehicle would you like to see built for overlanding. Um, and basically, whenever I said that, I was just excluding the common Jeeps and the common Toyotas. Everything else was fair game. So, I didn't see any Xteras, but I think an Xterra is, quote-unquote, somewhat common. I mean, you see a few of those... But I do think the the Xterra is a great platform for somebody that wants to get into it and get into it at a good price. I think the Xterra is another one of those that's a good platform to to get into if you don't want to go the common vehicle build. So, um, like I said, get on that Facebook page. I've got another question here in the next week or so that I'm going to be asking and wanting to get response from so that I can do just like I did today. And let's see if this format works. If I ask a question on the Facebook page, get some good responses, and then do a podcast about that question, um, I think that may be a direction that this page starts to go a little bit more, or this page, this podcast starts to go a little bit more because I want to get some more feedback from you guys. And I don't want it just on the back end. I don't want to do the podcast and then you respond afterwards. I want to actually be able to to use your comments and your name in the podcast to say, hey, look, you know, um, so-and-so said this, and I think it's a great idea, you know, and then we can continue the discussion after. But, uh, but yeah, I like I'd like more of your feedback, and that's why I kind of did it this way. Now, this is what is today. Today is, we're in February, and today I'm recording this on the 6th of February. So... I am going to be, this is the shout out to More um, Expo, Overland Expo. It's going to be in Springfield, Missouri, coming up the 15th and 16th of February. So, not this weekend coming up, but the weekend after. I'm going to be doing some podcasts from that show. And we've got a couple other exciting things that we're going to try working into the All Over Overland podcast. And and uh and just expanding this a little bit more so um we're trying some different things out and we'll see if that all fits together um, that weekend as well but if you're going to be in the area if you live in springfield if you live close to springfield or if you live in alaska i think if you started you could make it there but you need to leave here pretty soon um go go there it's going to be there at their fairgrounds it's an indoor event so, and I think they've got, they sold out a booth space. And I want to say 50 to 55 vendors are going to be there from trailer companies um, trailer companies to um, places where you can buy all of your overlanding equipment that you need. Um, I think there's going to be a coffee place there um, selling coffee that you can take on your overlanding trip. They're going to have a full bar from what I understand. So a little excited about that. And, and I'm also excited because they're going to have axe throwing. So they're going to have a mobile axe throwing setup there. Whenever I say mobile, like they're going to bring it out there, set it all up, and we're going to be able to throw some axes there at the expo. And what scares me is I think that's really, it's going to be really close to where the bar is. So that, yeah, let's be cautious on that. Um, I think it'll be a good time. Love to see you there. If you are a vendor, please um come grab me and let's set up a time to sit and talk about your products if you are somebody getting into overlanding and you really haven't done much of it i want you to sit with me and let's talk about some of the things that you're um, excited about nervous about all of that and if you're an experienced overlander definitely want you to come by and uh let's uh let's do a podcast together so i'm going to do each of these podcasts individually and, um, they're going to stand on their own and they're going to be, um, released, you know, however long, however many I get is however long it takes. Um, so it's not going to be like one big long podcast with everybody on it. Everybody's going to get their own podcast and it could range from seven minutes to 30 minutes. Um, and if you know me at all, I can go longer if needed and I'm not, not afraid of that. And so, yeah. Yeah. Come see me, say hi. So that's what I've got coming up soon. I also was contacted today by a buddy of mine that wants to do a trip in Colorado. I'm going to check the dates. Hopefully that'll work out. That's like in June. Um, I've got a camping trip coming up in April at Robber's Cave, which is a, uh, a state park in Oklahoma. Um, that's going to be fun. Obviously, I think in April's when they have the bonfire, going to try to make that, and that's the the Natural State Bonfire. Going to try to make that. I think that's in April. I haven't really checked the dates on that, and I need to make sure that's on my calendar. And yeah, so we're just going to do a lot of things, hopefully, this year. This year's going to be a good year. I hope it's going to be a good year for you. All right, come say hi to me at the Expo. That's the Moore Expo in Springfield, February 15th and 16th. And uh, yeah, whatever you do, out there, make sure you go all over. Thanks for, uh, listening. And, uh, I hope to see you guys soon. And, uh, we'll just try to keep getting these, uh, rolling out with a little bit more frequency and consistency and, uh, look for a question that I'm going to pose, for the next podcast. That's not related to the, uh, more expo, um, coming up soon. Thank you guys. Have a good day.